I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday, October 6th. I hope you're having a great day. hope you've had a good morning. And uh, it, once again, it is another beautiful day. The sun is shining. It's warm. And uh, it's also starting to feel a little bit like fall. Some of the leaves are starting to change colors. And uh, it's a wonderful day God's given us. hope you've enjoyed it. hope you've taken some time today uh, to count your blessings and to thank God for His goodness in your life and uh, His goodness uh, toward us. God is so, so good. We welcome you today, those listening by way of radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, those on the radio app, those on our podcast, we welcome you. And then those who are watching today on Facebook, and those watching on YouTube, we're glad to have you with us today uh, for our Winning Side broadcast. We had a great service last night in our prayer meeting and Bible study. We're in the book of Revelation, and we didn't finish the lesson last night, but we started the lesson on the church at Laodicea. And uh, what a powerful reminder that is for our church and for us today as Christians uh, that God wants us to be on fire. God wants us to be fervent. Many Christians today are lukewarm. Uh, many Christians are just kind of fitting in and just blending in and going with the flow. But God wants us to be different. I said it last night. I'll say it again. But if you're going to be the Christian that God wants you to be, that's going to have to be done on purpose. Daniel 1.8, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Uh, therefore, he said, I want to do something different. He requested uh, there and he, he was able to uh, keep his convictions. He was able to do what God had told him to do because he did it on purpose. You're going to have to do it on purpose today. Uh, Christians don't read their Bible by accident. Christians don't pray by accident. Christians don't go to church by accident. Uh, I've, I've never been driving in my car and the car just, the steering wheel jerks me into the parking lot. You know, you got to go on purpose and you got to decide Saturday night, say, I'm going to church Sunday morning. And then once you make your decision Saturday night, say, I'm just going to make this decision every Saturday night. And I'm going to make this decision every uh, Sunday afternoon that I'm going to church Sunday night. And every Wednesday, I'm going to church Wednesday night or whenever your church has a midweek service. Uh, but make it uh, something that you do on purpose to be on fire, to be fervent in your Christian life. Uh, we had a good service last night. Looking forward to a great day today. We're excited about Saturday. It is our church harvest party, 5 o'clock at our school property on Woodstore Road. And we're going to have a wonderful time, be food and fellowship and games and activities, uh, hay rides for uh, adults and for kids. We'll have bounce houses for the kids. We'll have a bonfire. It'll be a great time. I hope you plan to come and join us for that. And then Sunday, uh, don't miss the services this Sunday, uh, early service. 8.45, Sunday school's at 10 o'clock, morning service at 11, evening service at 6 o'clock, and in the evening service, uh, we'll have the Lord's Supper. And that, that's always a very special time, and hope you plan to come. And then next Monday, Tuesday, 
Uh, please be praying for Teen Spectacular. It's going to be a wonderful time together uh, with Brother Kenny Baldwin. Hope you'll uh, keep that in mind. Happy birthday today to Brian Dixon. And happy birthday today to Aubrey Hines. I hope you have a wonderful day and a happy birthday to you. Let's pray today for our church. Pray for our school. Pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for one another. Uh, pray for our country. Upcoming elections next month. Hard to believe it's just a few weeks away. Uh, but let's be in prayer for those things and many others uh, in our church that are sick. Many folks with surgeries. Many folks with uh, illnesses. Let's pray for them and uh, pray for uh, God's touch upon uh, those folks. Here's a song uh, by the Clark family. Hope you enjoy it today. That's my God. And right after this song, we'll get into our Bible study in Psalm 144. crowd cried out to crucify they nailed him to a rugged cross and left him there to die they gambled for the royal robe he wore not knowing they had crucified my lord he bore the sin and shame of all As he hung there dying, I was on his mind. His sacrifice and love some don't appreciate. But I would like to speak and set the record straight. That's my God and I love him. That's my Jesus. He died. say he's nothing more than fairy tale he's just a myth or legend his presence is not real his word is not correct politically they curse and mock his name defiantly oh but time has never changed changeless one their lies cannot disprove the existence of God's son though some may be content to just sit by I for one must stand and testify that's my God and I love him that's my Jesus
Amen for that. And I hope you're not ashamed of, of your God and uh, what he's done for you. And uh, we are such a, a blessed people that God would love us, that God would care for us, that he would send his son to die on a cross for us. Praise the Lord for that. Look with me, if you would, in Psalm 144. We're continuing in this psalm, and we have seen uh, an outline, and I, an outline may not mean a lot to you. It helps me, though, just to keep uh, on track, but we've, we've seen the power of God. David said that it is God who is my strength, verse number one. We have seen David's perspective. Lord, what is man? Uh, David realizes that, that we, are, we are so insignificant. Uh, the Bible says that, that heaven is God's throne, the earth is God's footstool, and uh, we are just, we're just lowly, uh, sinful man, but for some reason, God takes note of us. He, he takes knowledge of us, and we saw that in uh, verse number three and verse number four, and uh, our days are so short. His days are as a shadow that passeth away. We saw number three, the protection. God was a fortress for David. He was David's high tower. He was his shield. Uh, God delivered him out of great waters, and God delivered him from the hand of strange children. Well, we see number four. It's found in verse number nine. We see David's praise. And well, we talk about praise a lot in the Psalms because that's really what these Psalms are, are about. It's a lot of prayer and it's a lot of praise. And here David says in verse nine, I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery, that's another word for harp, upon a psaltery, uh, and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto kings who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. Uh, David's praise. We see in verse 9, David says that he is going to sing a new song unto God. Now, I don't believe that you have to every service, you have to learn a brand new song. Now, I think it's good to learn some new songs. Uh, I, I know hundreds and thousands of songs, I'm sure. It's funny, I'll hear a song and I'll say, boy, I haven't heard that song in years. But, you know, it's still there. I, I remember it. I, I, I can, uh, you know, sing along with it. Well, we ought to have songs that are, are praising and glorifying the Lord. We ought to have a lot of songs that we sing. But here's what I believe the idea is of this verse. David's not saying that you have to all of the time learn a brand new song. But every time you sing to the Lord, it ought to seem like a new song. It ought to be fresh. It ought to be exciting. Uh, it, it, there ought to be some passion. There ought to be some feeling. There ought to be some emotion in it. It's like this. Uh, when you got in your car today to drive, you drove to work or you drove to the store or you drove to school or wherever you drove and you probably didn't get in that car and think, oh, what a wonderful car. Oh, this is a great car. Now, and by the way, if you do have a new car and uh, it's still shiny and it still smells new, that's wonderful, great, that, that's awesome and I'm, I'm happy for you. But you probably didn't think that when you got in your car today. Most of us just got in our car and, you know, if you're like me, you're thankful your car gets you from point A to point B and you're thankful you got gas in the car and there's air in the tires and it's started up and it ran. It's great. It's wonderful. But you know, when you've got that brand new car, maybe if you've never had a brand new car, then maybe you've been in someone else's that had a brand new car and it smells new. And boy, everything, you're almost afraid to touch anything. Everything is just so shiny and new and fresh and exciting. 
Well, can I tell you, when we sing and when we praise God, it ought to be fresh every time we do it. It ought to be exciting every time. Every time you come to church, you say, well, I know those songs. I've sung those songs a thousand times. Well, wonderful. But it's not the song that ought to bless your heart as much as it is the one you're singing to. And you sing about how great thou art. You say, well, I'm not real impressed with those notes or those words or those lyrics. Well, okay. But you ought to be impressed with your Savior. And you ought to be impressed with how great our God is. David said, I want to sing a new song, verse 9, unto thee, O God. I'm not singing to the people in the congregation. I'm not singing to the people on the pews. I'm not singing to the musicians. I'm singing to you, O God. And I want to sing a new song. It ought to be new. It ought to be fresh for you when you sing. I want to say God loves to hear you sing. God loves when his people sing. And you say, well, pastor, I don't have a great voice. You don't have to have a great voice. Uh, You can sing along in church. That's what congregational singing is all about. You don't have to sing a solo. You don't have to sing in a small group with two or three people where your voice maybe stands out. You can sing in a congregation and lift up your voice to God. You can sing along with the radio. Uh, You can sing along uh, while you're watching an online service. You can sing and you ought to sing. We need to sing. Singing is not so much for us as it is it's for the Lord to be glorified and for him to be praised. And singing is so important. Verse 10, David says, I'm praising God because it is he that giveth salvation unto kings. It is he who delivereth his servant from the hurtful sword. David knew what it was to be delivered from the sword. Remember when David went out to fight against Goliath? He had the sling and he had the five smooth stones. David didn't have a sword. He launched that stone, and uh, I believe it was the, the angel of the Lord that took that stone and said, this is going to need a little direction. This stone is going to need a little more velocity. Uh, velocity. It's going to le- need a little more oomph. And that angel took that, that, that stone and just planted it right in the forehead of Goliath so that he sunk down. Well, then David ran to the giant, and then David picked up the giant sword. And as he picked up Goliath's sword to use against Goliath, I wonder if that thought occurred to David. This sword was meant for me. Goliath's plan that day was to use that sword to chop off David's head. But God delivered David from the hurtful, from the deadly sword of Goliath. And that wasn't the only sword that God delivered David from. Throughout David's life, in many battles, many situations, David was faced with an enemy with a sword. And David said, it wasn't my ability, it wasn't my strength, it wasn't my uh, military genius, but it was God's deliverance that rescued me from the hurtful sword. I don't know what you're facing today. Maybe you feel like you're up against a sword. Maybe you've got somebody or something in your life that's coming after you. Can I tell you, God is able, verse number 10, he's able to deliver his servant from the hurtful sword. Uh, David says, God delivered me and I'm going to praise him and I'm going to give him all the glory. And when God does deliver you, I hope you're quick to give God the glory. Sometimes we, we pray, God answers the prayer, and then afterwards we just kind of, you know, breathe a sigh of relief and say, whew, glad that's over. Well, that shouldn't be the end of the story. We ought to be very quick to praise God. And we ought to constantly be praising God and giving God thanks.
for what he's done in our lives. Hope you have a great day today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll finish up probably tomorrow, Psalm 144. And uh, it's been a great psalm. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know it's been a blessing to me. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.